Hello, everybody. We are back for another episode. This is Nathaniel reporting from Greater Orlando and Tim Brohl reporting from Arlington, Texas. Uh, what are we watching? What did we watch today, Tim Brohl? We watched Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, and you haven't seen this film before, right? I've never seen it until now. Really? How, uh, what did you think of it? Why wasn't it your favorite? I don't know. I've always had a hard time getting into the movies where the main characters are the animals. Okay. All right. So, did you like the songs at least? Um, they were okay, I guess. Okay. There's uh, what did you think of the like the most famous one, which was Bella Note? Oh, that was nice. That was a sweet uh, scene. That was a sweet scene. Oh yeah, that was really nice. So, all right, so a brief overview of this film. It is basically like a romance, like a, a Romeo and Juliet type of romance between two classes and about uh, the main character, Lady, who falls in love with uh, the Tramp, who is supposed to be like this scrappy street dog while lady is actually like a proper high class uh house dog so a little backstory on this film uh it actually started back in 1939 after the uh the whole uh uh, snow white thing after that and it was actually made by a story artist named uh joe grant who based the entire film based on his own Cocker Spaniel, who's also named Lady, and how the dog got, quote-unquote, shoved aside by Joe's new baby. That's how he got the idea for this film. And so he showed, like, Disney, like Walt did the guy, uh, the sketches of his dog, Lady, and Disney was like, I love it, let's do it. So they started with it, and it was originally just called Lady. So that's what got started. Awesome. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so um, later on, Disney uh, didn't think there was enough action because Lady was just too nice, and so there wasn't any conflict there. So he ended up... Uh, basing the other half of the story uh, on a Cosmopolitan article uh, by uh, Ward Green, which was called Happy Dan the Cynical Dog, which became the entire basis around the tramp, Uh, which I believe they went through uh, several names, which included Homer, Rags, and Bozo before they decided on tramp. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, that was really it. Uh, oh, yeah, there was also some, I you could argue, racially insensitive stuff in this film. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> really? So, wh- what is your opinion on that? Well, I mean, given that I'm not from either of the... The, the cultures that were stereotyped in it. I don't know if it's really for me to say whether or not it was offensive, but 
just from a subjective standpoint, I would assume it's a little offensive the way they're like caricaturizing certain races and whatnot. Like, you know, that whole Siamese song is the one often pointed out as being the most racially insensitive since the cats are kind of caricaturized like the faces of Siamese people. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's a... Now, again, in that time period, no one probably would have batted an eyelash, but n- nowadays it, it definitely wouldn't fly. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, did you watch this on Disney Plus, by the way? I did. Is there a difference? Uh, no, because like when you on the description on Disney Plus, it basically says uh, there's there's outdated cultural stuff depictions in the film. It basically ah. warns you before that. So, um, which is kind of funny because you know that the cats. You know what the cats' names are? No. Their names are Sai and Am. Because connected, they'll be called Siam. Siam. Get yeah. it? I'm yeah, sure I that was very. Uh, I'm sure they did that with a lot of sensitivity. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of funny because their original names were Nip and Tuck, and they were ch- and it was changed to Siam. I don't know. I have no idea why they decided to do that. But I guess that Nip and Tuck has some inappropriate con, uh, inappropriate subtext or something. Oh, probably. So, <laughs> I guess Cyan M was the best they can come up with. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't uh, seen the live-action remake of this film, right? No, I have not. Uh, well, in the remake, uh, they didn't, they, they didn't make it, like, a super characteristic, uh, obviously. Uh, but instead of being, like, kind of, uh, uh, like Siamese, they're more, they were played by African Americans, so it had that more, it was more focused on that than the whole Asian thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, in the opening film, in the opening scene, when we first get introduced to Lady, uh, it was, uh, uh, the father character, Jim, gave, uh, his wife, was what's her name? Uh, Darling. Don't find out. Yeah. They just—it's it, a joke because um, it's a joke because she's calling them what they call each other. Yes. John Deere and Darling. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah because they wanted to keep on the like the perspective of the dog, and that's why we never see their faces. Yeah. So when we first see Lady Jim gives Darling uh, a hat box. And Lady was in that hat box as a surprise. Hooray! Um, but it was actually a base. Disney came up with that idea because he actually did that in real life to his wife. He he kept like a puppy dog in a in a hat box and gave it to his wife as an apology for forgetting a dinner date. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a guy. <laughs> wow. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> no, I'm just, I was just making a joke, but, yeah. Oh, snap. Uh, but, yeah, that that's not a cool thing to do, to forget a dinner date. <laughs> um, let me think. Oh, uh, so this entire whole entire film is based on the uh, romance. The romance is the leading, is what drives the film. What do you think about the romance? 
I thought it was a sweet kind of romance. What I did find interesting was that there was a lot of, I don't know how to put it, kind of almost innuendo that, like, wouldn't have, that really doesn't, it doesn't necessarily show as heavily since they're dogs. But, like, there's some more adult themes in this movie if you look at it, like, if you try to look at it from the stance of what if this was about people and not dogs. Like, you kind of see, you know, they stayed out all night and that kind of thing. And they, but then they're talking about how the Tramps has all these ladies and stuff like that. It just, it's interesting that you see that in a kid's film because, like, if that was told in the context of people, it would give the movie a totally different feel. Oh, yeah. Do you think the, the fact that they were dogs, which kind of, like, softened the blow of these certain... I, I definitely think that. Okay. So, like, this is basically, like a, I guess, uh, also this whole uh, thing about classism, in a way, because they're both from different classes, but they end up together anyway, and that's very nice. Um, so, what do you think about the tramp? Because he was all about, like, oh, this life is this freeing his life is so freeing and everything but he ends up becoming a house dog himself why do you think he did that well i mean i think the easy answer would say just because you know he wanted to be with lady i think that's probably the point that they're trying to get across that he gave it up because he wanted the lady more than he loved the the life he had oh yeah i think that's also a pretty good character arc for him yeah Uh, so I can basically tell that character arc. What do you think Lady's character arc is, though? I guess her character arc would be kind of like her, you know, taking more chances as opposed to how she usually lives, which is, you know, just kind of living in her own world, going through the motions, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you think this film has, like, a message on whole, the whole identity thing? Because... The Tramp would take on different identities on different parts of the week. And when he was, like, showing Lady these different houses that he would go into, he'd basically adopt a different persona for every one. What do you think that basically that has on his personality? I think it shows that he's, uh, like, he's someone who yearns for affection, but he hides it by pretending to be different people. It's kind of... It's interesting. It's, it's kind of like how some people might wear different hats depending on where they are, who they're hanging around, and none of them is, like, they're wearing a mask, and none of those faces that they're wearing is their true face. It's kind of like him. He was just, he was doing what it took to survive. He didn't really care oh. about laying down. That was my dry cleaning. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so, so do you think that, like, Lady helped him help ground him in a bit and help find secure his own identity with her yeah i think i I guess that's fair to say like she helped him see that there was more to life than just like surviving like having a family wasn't the worst thing in the world that sort of thing yeah i remember in the remake um in the remake the tramp was uh, a house dog originally uh, but then his owner took him to the street, threw like a bone, and he went off to chase it. And when he went to chase it, his owner just like 
booked it out of there and basically left him there. Oh, okay. And I was like, wow, that's such a terrible thing to do to a dog. I don't know why they did that, though. <laughs> uh, that's pretty sad. Oh, yeah. And so what do you think about the characters of Jock and Trusty? Very nice comic relief to the the movie. Really, yeah, I yeah. I I definitely agree with that too. Uh, yeah. And what what about that scene where they were kind of like trying to uh, marry it was lady? lady? Yeah. Yeah. What was that, that was, about? That was interesting. I was like, okay, that's um, so they're 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 trying to get a girlfriend that's that was interesting. I didn't really see that coming. I I what I didn't I f- I completely forgot that happened when the first time I watched it, and because uh, I didn't really get their reasoning behind it, because they said that it was to help Lady get a home, but I think her home is no wait, I think it's because uh, Jim and Darling put her in that doghouse or something, or was it Sarah? Yeah. yeah okay so sarah put him in the doghouse and jock and trusty was like hey why don't you if you marry one of us you can live with us or something yeah i think which, that was the idea which it didn't really make sense to me because uh, i mean she was a pretty dog i guess she was the only real female that they had in the area so their their options were kind of low oh <laughs> uh yeah and, um, so what do you think about Sarah, the aunt? Yeah, she was kind of annoying, honestly. Like, it's kind of funny because she was the only human character where we see her actual face. Yeah. Like, what, what do you, why, what was the deal with that? I mean, I, I can't act like, I think there was some, I can't act like I, I sensed some deep meaning to it other than the fact that it would get boring after a while just being the feet of somebody so they had to have somebody's face in it because you know it was easy to not see Jim and Darling because it was mainly about Lady but if you want to have a more interesting antagonist you probably want to show more than just their feet and their waist and stuff absolutely um, because Sarah is the closest thing we've had to an antagonist in this entire film uh also, there was that whole deal with the rat, who was pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was... amazed me how Disney can come up with these really cute characters and then these super terrifying characters as well. Oh, yeah. And I think I read somewhere here that the rat wasn't supposed to be so scary. Like, it started off not as, like, more, more Disney-ish, you could say. But as it yeah. it went as it went on, the rat became more and more freaky, freaky looking, and I guess it kind of became more malicious. And I guess that kind of elevated the scene where the rat was like, "I'm gonna give the baby the black plague or something," and yeah. <laughs> that's what it was about. Uh, so, hmm. So, uh, am I correct in assuming that you are in a uh, committed relationship? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. Okay, so uh, I say this because when Lady found out 
that the tramp was seeing a bunch of other dogs before them, before her, uh, could you, uh, could you, uh, believe that that was a good response for her to have, to be really angry with him? If anything, I thought she didn't give him enough flag for it. Oh, snap. Like, what would you have done? Well, I mean, I mean, well, honestly, I don't know if it's really the same, because, I mean, she only went on one date with him. I mean, honestly, like, it was fine that she was angry, but I think it would have, but in that situation, when you barely knew the person... And then you found out that he was no good. It just would have been like, oh, okay, well, I got played too. I got to stay away from that guy. It's not like there was a lot of emotional investment to that relationship because they had just met. Yeah. Um, But then again, what if like one day was like seven dog days? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. um, But yeah, because, but then again, when I see it, uh, the tramp was doing all these this stuff, but uh, that was all before she met he met Lady, and I believe that he could give up that kind of life because he actually like loved loved her more than yeah. any of the other dogs that he hung out with. Uh, because also, uh, they never really said the extent of the relationship he had with the other dogs they just mention their names well so. i don't think you're supposed to think that hard about it uh my head uh what do you think about uh peg the the dog she was odd really why yeah uh, it was just her she seemed like maybe she had gotten into some catnip or something <laughs> so it looked like she was on i guess drugs Yeah, and there was this whole deal with the with the the pound. There was this one shot that I thought was really interesting, where they had the shadows of the bars go across the dog's fur, and it made him look like the classic inmate uh, stripes. Oh, which I, I thought, that. yeah, it was I thought that was really interesting. Uh, but then it also kind of uh, also included another racially insensitive character which was the chihuahua uh, yeah, yeah well, we, i was watching it with someone and when it got to that part and he was talking we went both went oh wow yikes oh that... we thought the siamese cats were bad that's <laughs> wow yikes yeah let me see he would talk like hello oh yeah that was that was very just <laughs> he got with my sister. Oh, Juanita, Juanita, Chatita, Zofita. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was something else. Uh, so it was, like, the person you were watching it with uh, Hispanic? No, no, he, he wasn't. But it was just, we both, like, kind of cringed because we were like, oh, yikes. Yeah, luckily the Chihuahua left after one scene. And we <laughs> yeah, never we saw... And we never saw him again. So... Yeah. But there's all this, uh, I guess you can like say like all this racial insensitivity, did that hinder the film as a m- modern audience? I mean, I, I, I think it's, like, it's still there, but it's not so integral to the plot. So I wouldn't say it really hinders the movie as a whole, because you can kind of, cause, well, firstly, it's not, 
and I know this isn't the best, like, excuse, but it's not the worst thing that was going on in Hollywood movies at that time. So there, because there are some movies that rely heavily on certain racial insensitivities, and those movies, yes, definitely, I would say, are hindered by that. But, um, but as for this movie, I don't, I mean, yes, it's extremely stereotypical and caricaturized, and that's not okay or anything. But uh, if you're looking at it from an objective standpoint, I wouldn't say it really hinders the plot because it's not integral to the plot. Okay, so we can like look past it, but not, ex- I, but not say that's an okay thing, but it won't yeah, hinder I your think, ex- your experience. Yeah, I think it's a movie you can still enjoy while looking at it and saying, well, but you know, it was a different time period. That's definitely not an okay thing to be doing. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and then there's the very famous spaghetti scene, which, oh, yeah. which where the tramp and lady ate the one spaghetti noodle and then their lips kiss and then, and then that. So how, what it oh, was your, don't have lips. oh, snap. <laughs> I mean, I mean, their snouts, yeah, mouths, snouts their snouts touched. So yeah. what is, what's your opinion on that particular scene? Cause it's very famous. what it was going for it's kind of sweet uh yeah i think it was really nice um and then uh there's also the character the character of jock i mean not jock trusty's uh obstacle that he had to overcome which was his loss of smell and he's a bloodhound who is known for like tracking tracking things and then at the very end when things uh came up with it he managed to find his smell again and track down the pound uh wagon yeah the dog catcher yeah so what do you think about that did he instantly get his no sense of smell back or something i mean i i guess they didn't go into very much detail as to why i guess the idea was that he had had it all along or something along those lines friendship was the true sense of smell <laughs> all along <laughs> and then all of a sudden i guess he dies and well he, he we have the die fake out thing uh yeah, I was very upset about that they were like the characters i liked and i was very upset about him killing him i when i watched that i was like is that really necessary guys do we really need <laughs> him to fake die <laughs> yeah you gotta I suppose. I suppose so. Out of all the characters, they choose Trusty to have the fake death. Yeah, they choose yeah. And he was already, like, the crippled one because he couldn't, like, you know, smell anything. And then they had to give him a gimpy leg to go with it, too. <laughs> Snap. Oh, when when they revealed that uh, Trusty was alive, what did you, how did you feel? Oh, I wasn't surprised. You weren't surprised? Like, oh, they wouldn't kill him yeah. off? Okay, so everything is great, and the day is saved. Hooray! Yep, and they got busy pretty quickly. Oh snap! They didn't. They didn't. Uh, uh, fix fix them. No, no, they did not. So now we get to watch the second film. Hooray! The sequel that nobody liked. I think there's like a 
a section of like limbo in existence where all the bad movie sequels exist straight to dvd things oh yeah um oh did you know that this film was actually the very first film to ever be made in cinemascope it was the very first animated film i did i did notice that it was in cinemascope that did stick out to me yeah it was they, they were originally going to do uh the whole full screen the full frame thing but uh at the time there was a growing interest in uh what the widescreen so disney was like we're going to do the entire film in cinemascope and it was the very first film to ever, no, animated film to ever have that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, and like during the fifties, uh, Disney was like all about that experimentation. He was experimenting all over the place, including oh, I this had one. the money to do it. Oh yeah. Let me see. Da 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 da. da. Any other uh, thoughts about the film? Personally, the reason I wasn't really, like, super blown away by it is that most of the movie kind of felt like exposition to me. Really? But that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of just what I felt like. Like, all the stuff about the baby, because I guess, I guess because I went in thinking that the movie was going to be all about the relationship between the lady and the tramp, but honestly, that only, like, takes up, like, the last 20 minutes of the film. Yeah. Uh, like, the first half, uh, it was, like, lady coming to terms with not being the center of Jim and Darling's world. She's no longer yeah. the center piece. She I has guess it makes more sense now knowing that originally the movie was just about Lady. That makes a little bit more sense as to why like it doesn't feel like their relationship is very much developed in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Because so does it feel like the tramp was kinda of like added like as an afterthought kind of? I mean, it doesn't quite. It didn't quite feel that way when I watched it. It just kind of felt like we had these two different characters that weren't really interacting that much, and then suddenly they were interacting. I don't know. It just felt like they introduced him and then kind of like threw him away for a little bit while they focused more on the baby part and then brought him back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, also, there was this one scene that I just remembered where when Lady ran away. With the muzzle on, she was confronted by, like, three dogs. And then the tramp came out and basically, like, they had this giant dog fight. Yeah. And that was very, like, like wow, that is very, like, disturbing to watch. Yeah, just a tad. Yeah, because they were, like, all teeth and they were, like, biting and scratching each other. And that was, like, very... It wasn't graphic, but it was a bit, a bit much it's for intense. a... A bit intense for a G-rated film. <laughs> well, G meant something a little bit different back then than it did now because they didn't have PG-13 and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, but, not, sure they, I'm not sure they even had PG back then. I think but, they did. Uh, they might have, but I think those might have been the only two ratings. There was like G and there was PG. So G movies could stray a little bit more into the PG area. Yeah. If they wanted to. Yeah. And also, it also had, like, tobacco depictions on it. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they do have that. But, I mean, that wouldn't have been on... That wasn't so uncommon back then. That was kind of before everyone realized that smoking kills you. Oh, yeah, like, like doctors would be, like, smoking while they're people operating people. Hospitals, yeah, yeah. That didn't stop until, like, after the 70s or 80s, honestly. 
Yeah, because that's when like the FDA was like, oh, snap, tobacco is actually really bad for you. So you should probably not <laughs> yeah. do that. Uh, and now they ha- they now that cigarettes are banned, com- they're not allowed to have commercials at all or any types of ads. Yeah. And they all, now they have they imprint smoking kills on all like the boxes and everything. Yeah. They uh actually like just recently I just watched the first my first like anti-vape PSA. Oh, she Yeah. So now they're like going on after like vaping and stuff. And now those are getting the same tri- treatment as actual cigarettes too. Yeah. Um So yeah. That's the lady in the tramp for you. Yay. So Yep. That that's all we got. You have any other things to say about Lady and the Tramp? Um not really, no. Alright. Would you uh recommend this film? I mean, I recommend it if you just want to see some good animation because it does have some very pretty and interesting animation, particularly in regard to like Lady, because that was probably difficult with her ears and stuff because it was almost like animating hair. So it was interesting how they used that to feminize her a little bit more. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah. It's always cool to watch these old Disney movies for the animation because the animation is just so stunning oh, and intricate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, they really did a lot of attention to detail on all those types of animations. Yeah. So what is your final rating for Lady and the Tramp? Maybe a six out of ten, just because it's a classic Disney movie. But maybe even a five and a half. Okay, I would give it a nine out of ten. Awesome. Yeah, because I am very generous with my ratings. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. That that's it. We end early today, so <laughs> class dismissed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.